Thank you for listening to A Call to Freedom, the audio podcast of Freedom Ministries Church located in Apopka, Florida. I'm Pastor Freddie Fillmore Sr., and I want to welcome you to our church. You can watch our broadcast online every Sunday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can also join us for Shabbat prayer every Tuesday at 7 p.m. and Bible study at 7 p.m. on Thursday. For more information on how to watch or to submit a prayer request, please visit our website, acalltofreedom.com, or visit us on social media. The information is also listed in the show notes to this podcast. It is my desire that the message this week blesses challenges and encourage you in your walk of faith. Thank you again for joining us and I pray you enjoy the word. Hello and welcome to another online service brought to you from Freedom Ministries Church here in Apopka, Florida, where our pastor is Freddie Fearmore Sr. My name is Minister Tony Jenkins, one of the associate ministers here on staff, and it does me a great pleasure to come before you today and minister the Word of God. I just want to let you know that today, because it's first Sunday, we will be doing a little communion right after I'm done, so we want you to uh, be prepared and be ready to do that at the end of this message. First of all, uh, I just want to say that um, my favorite scripture, Psalms 34 and 8, Old taste and see that the Lord is good. Blesses the man that puts his trust in the Lord. And with what we are facing right now today, you better put your trust in God because he is the only one who have all the answers that you need. Um, the last time uh, I spoke, God laid on my heart to speak about justice or not. In doing that, I talked about five pillars of which God wanted the judges of Israel, which he told Moses, which they were to judge the people by. I also talked about the Constitution and the declarations of independence and how they viewed all men. I brought up the civil rights movement of the 1960s and uh, how important your vote is. And I talked about the three branches. Remember the three branches of, of government. And to me, the most powerful of those branches was the Supreme Court. Now, since that time until now, it's been almost 30 days have gone by. And from the time that I preached until now, we have had two presidential debates. We have had one vice president debate. We have had a plot to kill the governor of Michigan. All this happened now since the last time that I, 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 I stood, up, stood up here. The COVID cases have now reached new highs. All this happened. Then we had the president to come down with the virus. And on just this past Tuesday, we had the swearing in of 
Judge Amy Barrett to the Supreme Court, the highest court of the land, a lifetime appointee that was a record-breaking swearing. It took them 30 days to swear her in. Never happened in the history of our country. And once again, I told you, the Supreme Court is the most powerful of the three branches. And not only was it record-breaking, it was done while we are in the midst of a voting turnout. And you trying to tell me that the Supreme Court ain't, ain't powerful? I'm trying to tell you, all this has happened in 30 days. Oh, and I just found out this week, I went on our very own Brooke Gurley. She's the editor. She's the one that makes all this happen for us at the church. I went on her Facebook and found out that right here in Okoy, where I reside, where I bought a house, me and my wife bought a house three years ago in Okoy, that a hundred years to the day, there was a killing, a massacre. It was called the Okoy Massacre, where these white mobs came into that city where black people were registering to vote. And they massacred them for registering to vote. So you trying to tell me that your vote ain't important? Your vote is extremely important. So I want you, if you haven't already, in the next two days, we will vote for either Biden or President Trump. And I believe that this is the most important election of our time. So exercise your right to vote. With all that being said, God has again laid on my heart about the current events that is going on today. This country that we live in right now is so divided that if we're not careful, we can have a race riot. Because of the division in this country today. So God has laid on my heart to talk about that division. And if you would get in your Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter 12. We're going to read verse 22 through 27. Matthew chapter 12 verse 22 through 27. And I'm going to try to be a little calm today. Because I get excited. And then I get to... You know, just 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 talking stuff. And I, I want to be calm today because I want you to hear exactly what God is speaking about. Matthew chapter 12, verse 22 and 27. And it reads, then one was brought to him who was demon possessed, blind and mute. Him is Jesus. And he healed him so that the blind and the mute man both spoke and saw. And all the multitudes were amazed and said, could this be the son of David? Now, when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow does not cast out demons except by Beelzebub, the ruler of the uh, demons. But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, 
Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself will not stand. If Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And my message today is a divided nation. My message today is a divided nation. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for this opportunity that you have given me once again to come before your people to speak a clear word. And God, I pray that as you use me, I would decrease that you may increase, that you may have your way in my life today, Lord God. And Father, I thank you for the preparation. I thank you for this opportunity that you have given me. And I do not take this lightly. So God, speak through me. Use me as a vessel to speak to your people that we may hear a clear word from you and that we may be doers and not just hearers of what we hear today. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, the greatest and most powerful nation to ever reign was the Roman Empire. Their empire reigned for over 1,000 years. No nation or empire has ever done that. So how did an empire so powerful and so influential, how did a empire like that fall? It was said that the only way the Roman Empire failed was it was imploded from within. It was the divisions between the Caesars that caused the Roman Empire to fall and to be no more. I'm talking about a divided nation. Jesus said this. He said, if Satan cast out Satan, will his kingdom stand? A house that is divided against itself will not stand. A nation that is divided against itself the Bible says, will not stand. So the question is, what is division? Division is that which separates or break apart, causing tension between two parties. In other words, division is two visions at one time. Die comes from the, the word to. Vision comes from the word to see. So whenever you have two visions, whether it be in your house, whether it be in your church, whether it be in your government, whenever you have two visions that are going in separate directions, you have a two-headed monster. And you know that a two-headed monster is something that in time will destroy itself. In America, we have Democrats and we have Republicans. One Democrat is liberal. 
the Republicans are more conservative. The Democrats are more for advancement. They like to take chances. They don't like to be stuck in just doing everything the same. Whereas far as the Republicans, they like to keep things the way it is. They are conservative. And because of these two parties, we have a great divide in America. How did it come to this point? How did we get to having parties? Well, the reason why we have two parties, you have to go all the way back. Again, you want the truth. In order to find the truth, which is the original information, you have to go back. So how we came up in America with two parties was because of the ratification of the Constitution of 1787, where you had Alexander Hamilton, which he formed the Federalist Party, and you had Thomas Jefferson and James Madison, who was of the Democratic Republican Party. Did y'all hear what I just said? Democratic and Republican, they were one party. And because of the tension between the two, because the Federalists, they believe that slavery was wrong. Because Alexander Hamilton, he was an immigrant from uh, St. Croix, from the Caribbeans, and he saw the devastation of slavery. But Thomas Jefferson and James Madison, they were of the, uh, from Virginia, and they were of the party that believed that slavery was okay. So you had these two parties. And because of these parties, George Washington, when he stepped down in 1796, he warned Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, and Alexander Hamilton. He warned them that if you form two parties, if you have partisism, he warned them of the division and that that division could potentially destroy the democracy that they had so desperately fought for. He warned them. So by 1815, the Federalist Party was dismantled. And uh, what's his name? Um, John Quincy Adams, who was of the Federalist Party, switched over and he joined the DRP, which was the Democratic Republican Party, which was the party of Thomas Jefferson and James Madison. Now, by 1824, the DRP split with supporters following James Quincy Adams and other supporters following Andrew Jackson. And the reason why these Republican Democrat split was one main factor. And you know what that split was? Black people. We were the main factor of the split of the Democratic Republican Party, where the Republicans followed Adams 
which they opposed slavery and the Democratic, y'all listen to me, in the 1800s, the Democratic Party was the party of the slave holding South. Now listen. So back in the 1850s, the Republican Party, the Republican Party now, back in 1850, was the party of the free North. But the Democratic Party was the party of the slave holding South. So by the time Abraham Lincoln became president, Abraham Lincoln was of the Republican Party, which he wanted to free the slaves. And Abraham said this. He said, I believe this government cannot endure permanently half slave and half free. And so in 1863 is where we get the Emancipation Proclamation where Abraham Lincoln signed the bill to free all the slaves. And the Democratic Party got up Set. So back in 1863, for almost 100 years, did you not know that black people was Republicans? Yeah. Black people were mostly registered as Republicans. Why? Because the Republican Party was in their best interests. And I want to say this. That in politics, don't you ever forget this, saints. What I'm about to tell you, don't you ever forget this. In politics, there are no permanent friends and no permanent enemies. There is only permanent interests. Because I can be your enemy today. Because we oppose different things. And I can be your friend tomorrow. Because now we share the same interests. In politics, there are no permanent friends or no permanent enemies. Only permanent interests. As long as you share my interests, we are permanent. But the minute you oppose what I'm interested in, then we become enemies. But that is not permanent. So how did black people who were loyal Republicans switch over to the Democratic Party, the party that was against blacks and was against integration? How in the world did black people now support majority Democrats. The switch really took effect when President Franklin Roosevelt, who formed, listen y'all, President Franklin Roosevelt in the 1930s, after the Great Depression, he formed the New Deal Coalition. And that New Deal Coalition, it included Jews, Eastern Europeans and African American. He included them in the Democratic Party. And some Democrats, which were the uh, Southern Dixiecrats, 
who were white supremacists who did not want to integrate got upset and they began to flee the Democratic Party. And because the Democratic Party, they rule most of the house seats, they rule most of the government, started to lose their power. And the Republican Party, which was the party of Lincoln, because they wanted to gain more power in government, welcomed the Southern Democrats, and it's called the Southern Strategy. And the blacks who supported the Republicans, when Roosevelt formed this new coalition deal, they began to flood over to the Democrats. And watch this. What solidified that move in uh, 1964, Lyndon B. Johnson, LBJ, he signed the 1964 Civil Rights Act and the 1965 Voting Rights Act that gave African-American people the right to vote and also it caused discrimination to cease based on your color. And when Lyndon B. Johnson signed that, he said this. He said, what I'm doing and signing this bill is right. It's the right thing to do. Remember, Lyndon B. Johnson was a Democrat. He was of the party that did not want to desegregate. He signed that bill. And he said this. He said that by me signing this bill, it is going to cost the Democratic Party the House for a long time. And what happened? All those Democrats who were not for integration ran over to the Republican Party. And thus we get Ronald Reagan. The party now that was of Lincoln is now the party of Reagan. And therefore, ever since 1965 to now, the Republican Party have been the conservative party because the interests that the Democratic Party displayed in 1965 was no longer of their interests. So now they went over to the Republican Party. So this is how African Americans switched over from Democrat from the Republican Party to the Democratic Party because of the interests. Who the question is, is God for? Is God for a Republican? Or is God for a Democrat? Who is he for? You got two parties. Is God for either one of the parties? Well, my friend, God ain't for neither party. God is not for neither a Democrat or a Republican. Let me give you proof. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, it says that then God said, let us, remember I'm going back to the beginning, I'm going back to the truth. 
Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 says, And God said, Let us make man. It did not say, let us make a Democrat or Republican. It said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. God is not for Democrat or Republican. That was a Greek philosophy. The Greeks came up with democracy, which they call Democrata, where the people make the rule. The people make the laws. That was not of God. So God is not for a Democrat or Republican. God is for humanity. Because humans are Democrat and humans are Republicans. But what God is for is God is for righteousness. So whenever a Democratic Party moves away from righteousness, God moves away. Whenever the Republican move away from righteousness, God moves away. But he is not for neither party. He is for human beings. And then John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world. Who is in the world? Democrats and Republicans. For God so loved the world. He loved both of them. That he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him, who is a whosoever? Republicans and Democrats. That whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So if you're a Republican or if you're a Democrat, it's okay because God is the God of diversity. God is the God of diversity. In God's eyes, there is room for both the Democrat and the Republican. Because when God creates diversity, in diversity, we have power. What is the difference between diversity and division? Remember, division is to separate to have two visions. Diversity is when you bring a multiplicity of ideals together and you merge them. And that is how you create power. Like the battery in your car. You have a positive and you have a negative. And they come together to create power. Whereas everything was the same, it kills the power. We gotta stop all this division or else we will kill the power and we will destroy ourselves. Romans 13 and eight says this. It says, oh, no one anything except to love one another for he who loves another has fulfilled the law. Oh, no one anything but to love one another. We gotta settle our differences. Because when it's all said and done, God is going to look at, did you love your neighbor? Which was the greatest commandment. To love your neighbor as yourself. But if we continue all this division, we are going to destroy each other. And let me say this. If you are a Republican or a Democrat, 
Listen to me good. Staunch loyalty to any party or group is wrong. If it means supporting an abusive, y'all listen. If you are supporting an abusive, narcissistic, pathological liar, that kind of loyalty is wrong. Because that type of abuse will spread like cancer. And good people who are under that type of abuse, good people end up doing bad things. So if you are in a party where the leaders of that party exercise abusiveness, narcissistic, or they are pathological liars, then you need to remove yourself from that party, that church, that person, or whoever it may be. Because God is not of that type of manner. God is love. And the last thing I want to say is whether you are a registered Democrat or you are a registered Republican, you are human first. So when I go to work and I meet some of my fellow employees who are Republicans, I have to constantly remind myself that they are human first. I must not allow our uh, diversity of opinions overrun me to the point where I hate them because that is not of God. Because God loved both Republicans and Democrats. So let's stop the division and come together and love our neighbor as we love ourselves. I want to remind you of Shabbat prayer on Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock. I want to remind you of Bible study on Thursday at 7 o'clock to tune in. And as I get ready to close, we want to take communion. So if you would get your juice, which represents the blood, and your wafer, which represents the body, we are going to take communion. And the Bible says, as often as you do this, you do this in remembrance of me. So if you would take your wafer and break it and eat it. That represents the body. And if you would take your juice Excuse me. Which represents the blood. And let us drink. Jesus said, you do this in remembrance of me. And until next time, by this time next week, we in America would have elected either Donald Trump or Joe Biden. And whatever you decide to do, do it because you are led by God. Father, I just thank you for this opportunity that you have given your son to speak a word 
And this message, Lord God, is about love. It's about us stopping the division that will ultimately destroy us. Because Jesus said in Matthew 12, a house, a nation divided will not stand. Any kingdom that's divided will not stand. So, Father, let us come together and let us display love because you love us, Father. And it's because of your love we are here today. And, Father, if someone is out there and they don't know you and they don't, they, they, they are left out and they feel like they have nowhere else to go, I pray that you will accept Jesus Christ in your life today and let him be Lord of your life so that you may have eternal life as we go forward. I thank you, Father, and I call it done in Jesus' name. Amen. I pray that you were strengthened by the word. If this message touched you in any way, please let us know by reaching out to us online or on social media. Also, please share this podcast and help spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you would like to donate to our ministry, you can do so by going to our website, acalltofreedom.com, or go through Catch App. We are Freedom FMC. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you until we meet again. Amen. Amen.